How do we encourage the pursuit of performing arts in an era when the most basic forms of social contact puts lives at risk? The coronavirus pandemic has drastically affected Columbia's performing arts groups, scattering students across different corners of the world, away from campus in Morningside Heights. Facing shaky audio connections, malfunctioning shared sound, and frozen screens, Columbia's musical composers have especially struggled to make the best of the situation, but nevertheless have emerged with original sonic masterpieces. Columbia's Advanced Composition Seminar is usually a semester-long course in which students compose an 8-12 to minute piece in collaboration with a world-renowned chamber music group. At the end of the course, students sit in on live rehearsals with the group in preparation for a live concert showcasing the final composed works. Last semester, I took the seminar taught by Professor Zasha DeCastri and met five other like-minded composers looking to develop their musical voices even through isolation. This semester, DeCastri, affectionately referred to as Zasha, handpicked the Mivos Quartet to premiere the students' works for smaller subgroups of the quartet. However, due to university policies, in the fall, the semester had to be taught completely virtually. Workshops typically conducted using printed drafts and colored pens were now conversations behind a Zoom screen. Master classes in which guest musicians could display amazing spectral textures now only resonated in Zoom's compressed sound through my computer speakers. The final concert turned into a listening party of the pre-recorded performances on Zoom. However, despite the difficult circumstances, we built a community and created our own genuinely inspired compositions. In this year episode, five out of six of the students in Columbia's Fall 2020 Advanced Composition Seminar, myself included, speak about their virtually isolated experiences and how they created alternative methods to bond over their common love of music. They share with us their devotion to their work and their struggles throughout the compositional process. So I'm Nicholas Duran. I'm Columbia College, class of 2021, so a senior. And... The title of the piece that I wrote for Zosha's seminar was Portrait of a Loose Thread. So I've taken like, you know, the music theory track and I took some, I took like fundamentals of 20th century music, um, which is kind of composition class, but not really. Um, what I was expecting to get out of it, I think was just being able to work with Zosha de Castri. Um, I wrote a paper on her work uh, like a year ago now. Um, and I was just like, she's so cool. Like, you know, the more that I wrote music about her, I was like, er, music? I wrote about her music. I was like, I would like to attend a class with her. Um, and I don't really like compose. I, the Most of what I do is like, I um, work with my acapella group and I do stuff for musical theater. Um, I've never really composed a uh, long form, you know, um, classical or contemporary classical piece like as in this, that we did in the seminar. Uh, so I was expecting, I don't know, a new experience. You know, I didn't want to graduate from Columbia not having composed some some contemporary classical work. Uh, and, you know, it was alluring that we get, got to compose a, a long form, you know, something longer than my usual pieces. Uh, yeah. And like I said, like, I, I'm really not of this like classical music world. Like, I think it came across in the class also. Like, I do not know any of the composers and like... Um, it's good. It's good music. I liked it a lot, but uh, yeah, the the themes of the piece are kind of a like a bit of they're a bit, bit of everything. A bit of like 
yeah, feeling mentally worn down and like a loose thread, kind of like, you know, like I'm unraveling or whatever, like that's kind of, that's part of where the loose thread comes from. But it's also from, it, it's also like, I started out trying to um, emulate this composer that I read about at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and then I, you know, I think it naturally gets reflected in your work, whether or not you're setting out to write, you know, a COVID piece. It's just, you know, it, was a, it, was a, it still is. It's starting to be more normal, but it was a crazy time. Here's a section of Nicholas Duran's Portrait of a Loose Thread for Violin and Cello. If you are interested in listening to Portrait of a Loose Thread or some of Duran's other works, including a lo-fi ratatouille piece, he has a SoundCloud under the name Nicholas Rico Duran. Hi, I'm Forrest Imold. I'm a junior in the dual program between Columbia University and the Juilliard School. And this past fall in advanced composition here at Columbia, I wrote a piece called Full Fathom Two for two violins and electronics. Of course, again, there's no substitute for face-to-face interaction. I guess because I was writing a piece that was as consciously as possible, trying to respond to the Zoom environment, it actually made sense to me that, you know, all the Zoom quirks that came with rehearsing the piece um, would follow. So in a way, I feel like, um, in a way, I feel fortunate that it was able to be an asset for me, though I respect that in many other situations it couldn't be for others. I guess for me, um, the question becomes, is there any other option during this time? To which I would answer no, because um, even if someone doesn't endeavor to write a COVID piece, if they're writing it you know, after March, 2020 through the present moment and for probably many months after this point, it is de facto a COVID piece. Um, I also feel though that, you know, the subjects of COVID pieces, like you said, a lot of them having to do with isolation and things like that, aren't new either. In the same way that, you know, the, the COVID pandemic hasn't really presented anyone with new problems beyond intensifications of what we've already been dealing with as a society, right? Um, we're here in this moment of intense restriction and isolation because of decisions that people in power have made. Um, and so I feel like even though, of course, I've written a COVID piece, I hope it can speak to issues beyond this time. Um, or maybe in, in a better sense, COVID time is just a fragment of 
the issues that we as a society are trying to confront and have been trying to confront, you know, this whole millennium. You know, during these times, it's really hard to share any kind of experience with another person without a very immediate danger. Um, and that's very obvious now because of a physical virus that we all have to protect ourselves and our community from. But I hope that in the future, I can still keep that sense because again, I don't think this is a new issue. I think that if my music can continue to enact, you know, just the sheer difficulty of synchronizing with another human being that um, what I've learned from this time will be helpful. Without further ado, here's a section of Forrest Imold's Full Fathom 2 for two violins and electronics. If you're interested in listening to Full Fathom 2 or more of iMold's music after what you just heard, iMold has a YouTube channel and a SoundCloud both under his name, F-O-R-R-E-S-T space E-I-M-O-L-D. So, hi, I'm Max. Um, I'm a freshman in the college. I'm studying music and computer science, and the piece I wrote is called Catharsis. Um, I didn't really know what to expect because, oh, I guess it's weird as a freshman because I was actually emailing a ton of people in the department trying to get into classes and stuff. Um, I mean, what I did know was that there wasn't really much access to private lessons for undergrads. And I also knew that I wanted to keep doing, I wanted to keep composing. So I guess in the end, it was actually like way cool or like it's, it was more than I thought it would be because I, I did, actually didn't know about the whole recording aspect and like everything. And I knew Mivos was a big name. So it was really interesting that it was cool to me that they got to come and give us that opportunity. So it was a lot of fun and I learned a ton from it. I mean, I think I think everything that like anybody creates really is. Uh, impacted by what's going on around the world like consciously or subconsciously uh, so I think it's hard to kind of not have like a COVID piece in a way but I do think that um, it wasn't my focus to to look at COVID as like a macro event and to write a piece in response to it um, but I saw it more as a chance to kind of overstep compositional bounds that I had from before and I guess it was just a great time to be able to use this opportunity to work with professional musicians for the first time. And I don't really think I focused on COVID more as than I focused on my own interests in music and kind of what I got out of it. So the piece is pretty mental in a way, but it, it doesn't really, I don't think it's directly correlated with 
COVID and what's going on. But I think um, in relation to the piece, I, I don't see really a direct correlation, but more just like I was willing during the pandemic to, to cross more boundaries and do things I wasn't really comfortable with or I wouldn't be comfortable with before. I mean, like, not even just musical wise, but like, you know, I like changed my hair and like got it dyed and, you know, just like random stuff like that. It just happened. And I think compositionally, I also took a chance to be able to explore new textures and new horizons of music that I really didn't know existed beforehand. You are about to hear a portion of Max Liu's Catharsis for violin and cello. If you are interested in listening to Catharsis or any other of Lou's recordings, you can message him on Instagram at max.lou or look at his other page at Music, where he posts fun collaborations and projects that he's working on. My name is Matt Waters. Um, I'm a junior in Columbia College. I use they or he pronouns and the piece that I wrote for the, the advanced competition seminar last fall was theme and variations on the concession of bodily autonomy to J.S. Bach. I sort of specifically wanted to write a piece that had to be performed asynchronously. Um, and that was definitely something that, that came out of the remote aspect uh, of the course and of um, sort of living remotely for um, several months at that point. Um, so I think, you know, that was the biggest difference is that you know, the other pieces that I had written were for three or more um, people in an ensemble. Um, and, and this piece had to be written for two people and two people in separate rooms. So it really, you know, it's a really different approach. It challenged me to think um, really outside of my comfort zone, outside of the box in terms of um, notating music and, and, you know, conceptualizing the music and, and the score. Um, but overall, I don't know. I think um, as far as remote courses go, it was one of the better ones. I think partly because uh, there were only, how many of there were us? Like four, five, I can't remember. Six, yeah. Six, okay. So there were, there were very few of us, um, which, I think that was my, my smallest uh, remote course um, that semester. And so having a, a close-knit group, um, being able to talk about cool music, um, you know, one of, one of the things that I love about um, the composition seminars here 
um, is not just the professors, but the teaching assistants too. And um, Uri and uh, Diana are fantastic composers and, and um, you know, just, it's such a privilege to be able to have a teacher and to really accomplish doctoral students with, you know, five of your peers um, in, a, in a small session. I mean, I didn't want to make a COVID piece. I didn't want to make a piece about COVID or about the pandemic, just because, I don't know, that doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like my place as, you know, a middle-class white American um, who really did not suffer all of that much, but I was limited in terms of writing a piece about isolation. So, um, you know, the piece, the original concept came out of, um, I was up late in a hotel room with my parents. I couldn't fall asleep. And I had been practicing a lot of Bach, the, um, particularly the Courant from the, uh, the second solo suite. I play viola, so you know we play a lot of Bach. And I was like very shocked that like, because it's not like I was humming it or singing it. I was literally breathing, like breathing the notes and the rhythms and, and the pitches of, of the Quran without even realizing it. Um, and I was thinking, you know, I had never performed this piece. I had, my relationship with it was as like a practicing musician um, and sort of thinking about, you know, practicing as a musical concept that is inherently isolating in that, you know, we as musicians spend a lot of time, or at least, you know, classically trained musicians spend a lot of time in a practice room alone by ourselves, just us and the music, um, repeating things over and over again, getting it in our fingers, getting it in our heads. Um, so I was thinking, you know, that in itself is isolating and feels isolating, especially if, if you, you know, during COVID, I know a lot of musicians who stopped playing completely. And I know a lot of musicians who practiced even more because they were spending more time by themselves alone with their instruments. So, you know, in that way, um, the, the genesis of the piece really doesn't have a lot to do with COVID. It has more to do with the sort of isolating context that performing musicians um, are subject to. Um, and so in that sense, you know, the piece could easily have been conceived outside of a COVID context. Um, but I do think, I don't know, the stars kind of aligned in some ways and that I needed to write an isolating piece and found myself thinking about, you know, isolating um, practices as a musician that are sort of independent of COVID. Um, but yeah, they sort of aligned in that way, I think. Here's a segment from Theme and Variations on the Concession of Bodily Autonomy to J.S. Bach for Viola and Cello by Mac Waters. Thank you. 
If you like what you heard, you can find this piece and Mac's other works on their SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Mac dash waters. With hard work and hours of emotional labor last semester, the composers from this seminar created their own small-scale masterworks. I took this course as well last semester, and I wrote a piece called Toroidal Powdered Iron Core Inductor for two violins. I wasn't expecting too much going into the composition seminar this year. I was definitely a little resentful when Columbia went online in the fall, uh, especially because I thought there would be a chance that this course would be able to meet in person. That said, I, I still feel like I gained a lot from the course and from the seminar. Uh, Zasha and the Mevo String Quartet players were extremely accommodating to the virtual landscape where this took place. The process of writing this piece felt very removed from the circumstances of the pandemic. But as time passes, I guess I've started to realize that a lot of my thematic material in this piece just has demonstrated how my mental state was doing. And this is before I really knew. I, I am of the general belief, though, that art is a temporal snapshot of the artist during the period when they created a piece. So I, I honestly can't say that I'm surprised that this happened in my own work. However, with this understanding, um, I, I, I still don't think it's possible to write a piece that's completely removed from the pandemic. Many of us are still experiencing it day to day. This being said, the intention of this piece was to be a conceptual sound description of a tangible object. I think that I portray many of the quirks of, of this sort of object, the inductor, but it, it's also very possible to understand this piece through the lens of the pandemic itself. During the course of this era of isolation, I thought a lot about how we rarely remember specifics from our day-to-day -day experiences. Dealing with this thought, I found myself writing in a way that is extremely precise using both notational and musical details that directly support the project. This is markedly different from my older style, where I would use detail purely as a function of specificity, or even to maintain continuity between sections. This was the first time I was able to commit to an emotional feeling rather than a logical concept for the entirety of a piece, and I'm honestly very proud of myself for that. There are a few layers of irony here, even while I say that. Uh, obviously, this is a piece about a very technical object, you know, an inductor, it's, it's physical. But in the process of writing it, I figured the only way I could really represent what I thought an inductor was, was outside of technical physics jargon, and it, it was just through, through my own language of music. Finally, you are about to hear a section of my own toroidal powdered iron core inductor for two violins.
If you are interested in listening to more of Toroidal Powdered Iron Core Inductor, you can find this piece and some of my other compositions on my YouTube channel, which is just under Matthew Lucia, or at my website, mjlucia17.wixsite.com. These composers and I found ways to express our emotions during the past year in a way that transcends language and builds human connections. Being able to have the intimate experience of working through the composition process with my colleagues allowed me to develop intimate relationships with many of them and their works. And while an in-person experience may have warranted different outcomes, there is a sense of solidarity in creating music together through solitude.